Morning. This week we have the story of Joseph feeds Egypt, Genesis chapter 40 and 41. Uh, This story has four different dreams in it, which are kind of Joseph's specialty. So we're going to talk about that. Law and gospel, very important. I really want to stress in this account how when we are wronged, we should not do wrong in return. When people speak evil of us, we should not speak evil of them in turn. When people hurt us, we should not seek to hurt them in return, but rather to endure with patience, knowing that God has called us to righteousness. We really see that over and over again in the story of Joseph, but especially in in this part where he's wronged by Potiphar and thrown into prison, right? And then he's forgotten uh, by the by the chief butler and he's he's suffering there in prison but what does he do he endures with patience and trusting that god will deliver him in his own time Uh, our natural reaction when we are wronged is to fight evil with evil to be evil to other people because evil was was done for us and this is not the example that jesus of course set for us when when he was wronged uh, he did not speak evil in return and and neither does joseph Uh, we're all guilty of that Uh, when somebody when a bully on the playground is mean to us we try to be mean back right we're all guilty of that but god has called us to speak the love of god in response to the sin of the world and that that includes when that sin is personal against us as well the gospel of course is that even when all others forsake us and again you're going to see this in in the account as well even when all others forsake us god will not forsake us for the sake of his son we're going to see that in stories in the wilderness the children of israel in the wilderness and the stories of moses where um god ought to forsake them because of their sin but he doesn't uh, for the sake of his promises, right? The reason we can trust God not to forsake us, even when all others have forsaken us, is not because we're such good people, but for the sake of his promises, for the sake of his son, uh, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, uh, he is our God, he is our good shepherd. And we see that with Joseph as well, that even when all others forsake him, God has not forsaken him, and in his own time, God delivers Joseph. So that's what you really want to stress uh, in this story. Wait on the Lord. Uh, A lot of people have that Bible passage in their house someplace, right? Wait on the Lord. A patient endurance knowing that God will deliver us in his own time. It might be fun, especially with the little kids, to start the story by asking them about their dreams. Kids like to share that kind of thing often. Uh, It might be a fun way to start. But then, of course transition into okay today we're going to hear about some dreams other people had but these dreams were different because they came from god our dreams don't usually come from god but in this case uh, they did and god gave god gave joseph the wisdom to interpret them we start out in genesis chapter 40 and we find out that the butler and the baker the chief butler and the chief baker are in trouble we don't know why they're in trouble with pharaoh who is the king of egypt and they are thrown into prison uh the captain of the guard they're put in custody of the captain of the guard both the man in charge of the prison here in genesis chapter 40 and potiphar who used to be um joseph's master are both called the captain of the guard 
but that does not mean that they're the same person. There's lots of different types of guards, and they're probably captains of different types of guards. Uh, Potiphar, for example, may have been the captain of Pharaoh's personal guard, whereas uh, this this man is the captain uh, captain of the guard of the prison. Uh, the fact that he's now referred to as Potiphar probably means he is he is indeed a, a different person. But he has come to trust Joseph, as we learned last week, and Joseph is in charge of everyone in the prison, even though he himself is in the prison. So eventually he comes across the chief butler and the chief baker here, and they're troubled because they've had a dream, and we have. they say, we have no one to interpret the dreams. It was not uncommon in Egypt and in the ancient world in general uh, to easily find people who you could pay to interpret your dreams for you. Uh, they were all over the, the cities, but they don't have access to anyone who can interpret dreams because they're in prison. And you see the hand of God uh, at work here. He didn't want anyone to interpret their dreams. He wanted Joseph to, to interpret them with the, the right interpretation. So Joseph says, and uh, that's very important, verse, verse 8, do not interpretations belong to God, tell them to me, please. So Joseph gives all glory to God, he gives the credit to God, he knows that it's, it's coming from God, but he also knows that this is something that God has revealed to him in the past, and he's trust that, that God will reveal it to him as well now. The first dream, there's a vine that grows up and on it are three branches and it buds and it shoots forth and it brings forth uh, three clusters of grapes. Then Pharaoh's cup was in my hand and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup and placed the cup uh, in Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph responds, the interpretation is in three days. <clears throat> so the, the three branches are three days and <clears throat> the three clusters are three days and in three days you're going to take the Pharaoh's cup again and, re and return it to Pharaoh's hand. In other words, you're going to be lifted up back to your position. So it's kind of interesting that the same word is used here. Uh, the cupbearer is lifted up and the, the baker is also going to be lifted up, but in a very different way, as we're going to see here in a second. The baker hears this interpretation he thinks well that's a great interpretation you know i want an interpretation like this uh, he's kind of emboldened to share his dream uh, it doesn't turn out as well for him uh, in his dream there are three white baskets on my head uh, and in the uppermost baskets are all kinds of baked goods for pharaoh and the birds ate them out of the basket of my head Fer joseph tells him the interpretation is three days again three baskets three days again but this time, instead of being lifted up back to his position, he's going to be lifted up and hung on a tree. In other words, he's going to be lifted up for execution. This was particularly evil in, in Egypt, where uh, the dead were usually embalmed, and they tried to preserve the bodies. Uh, that had to do with their visions of afterlife. You had to preserve the body and the, the person's things uh, for the afterlife. And so the fact that he was going to be hung and the birds were going to eat away his flesh was a particularly horrible uh, sentence to pass. Not only a sentence of death, but then uh, he's not, his body is not going to be embalmed. Uh, notice that Joseph doesn't shrink back from sharing the whole counsel of God, even though this interpretation is not what the baker wanted to hear. Uh, Joseph doesn't sugarcoat it. Uh, he speaks the message that God given to him in its truth and purity. And how often, especially these days, don't people want to 
pick and choose what they want from God's word. Well, that first vision, that's a good one. We'll talk about that, but we're just going to ignore this, this fact that uh, one of the two is going to die. <clears throat> People do that with God's words in, in many different ways, but God calls on us to preach and teach the whole counsel of God. Uh, God's condemnation against sin must be preached just as fervently and needs to be out there just as much as we preach the love of God through Jesus Christ. Uh, both are God's word. The one saves us and, and the law, the gospel saves us and the law condemns us, uh, but the law is needed. We, we need that condemnation to know that we are sinners so that we can turn to Christ uh, in repentance. And Joseph doesn't shrink back from uh, sharing all that God has, has said. Uh, he tells, however, the chief butler, when you are lifted up, when you are restored to replace, remember me. I was unfairly sold into slavery. I was un unfairly thrown into prison. Remember me before Pharaoh. And it came to pass just as Joseph had said. On the third day, it was Pharaoh's birthday. He made a big feast and <clears throat> apparently he called the chief butler and the chief baker back. And the one he lifted up and restored to his position, the chief butler, uh, the baker, however, he lifted up and hung him on a tree and he died. Uh, one of the interesting things is that this carrying baskets of bread on, on your head, that's not an unusual thing. Uh, there's lots of depictions of that in modern day Egypt as well as in ancient Egypt. And I'll actually send you some links, uh, both in the email and on the website, uh, to some pictures uh, that you could maybe share with the kids of bakers carrying uh, loaves of bread on their head. I might give them an idea what the dream is talking about here. The uh, butler forgot Joseph. Two years later, however, Pharaoh has a dream. And Pharaoh's dream actually has two dreams. Uh, the first dream is that there are seven cows that come out of the river and they're good looking cows. They're well fed, they're fat and nice. Uh, and then seven other cows come up after them, ugly and gaunt, very thin. And the, the seven gaunt cows eat up the seven fine looking cows. It's kind of a disturbing picture, but that's the dream. Uh, and they're still lean and gaunt, even though they've eaten up the seven fat cows. And Pharaoh wakes up. Uh, the dream kind of disturbed him, and he woke up, and then he goes back to back to bed again. And this time he dreams <clears throat> seven heads of grain, plump and good, come up. And then behold, seven thin heads, blighted by the east wind, spring up after them. And the seven thin heads devour the seven plump heads. Uh, and again, Pharaoh wakes up, and he's very disturbed by this dream. One thing to note is that, I, I don't know why, but sometimes this, it's called seven heads of corn. I feel like I heard that a lot when I was a kid as well. Uh, that these were, that this was seven heads of corn. And I think you see a lot of pictures like that as well. It couldn't have been corn. We know that because uh, corn didn't exist in Egypt back in Pharaoh's day. Back in Joseph's day, um, corn came from the New World. <laughs> it came from North America. They didn't have it back then. Uh, they, the Hebrew word just simply means seven heads of grain. It could have been wheat. Very likely was wheat. Might have also been barley or something like that. Uh, seven heads of grain, but but not corn. He's very troubled. Pharaoh's very troubled. Uh, he looks for people to tell him his dream. Uh, he, he speaks to all the wise men of Egypt. He tells them his dream, but no one could understand it. No one could interpret it. Now, all of a sudden, the chief butler remembers 
uh, what happened to him two years ago in prison. Uh, he, he even says, this is my fault. I, I failed because uh, I should have spoken to you earlier about Joseph. But when I was in prison, when you were angry with me and you threw me in prison, well, one night I had a dream and this man, Joseph, he interpreted, this young Hebrew, he interpreted this dream to me. So Joseph quickly calls, uh, sorry, Pharaoh quickly calls Joseph uh, out of prison. And uh, the Bible notes specifically that Joseph shaved and changed his clothing. There was a difference there in the customs of the Hebrews versus the, the customs of the Egyptians. The Egyptians were always clean shaven. Uh, they would only allow their beards to grow out if they were in mourning. For the Hebrews, it was the opposite. Uh, the Hebrews would allow their beard to grow up unless they were mourning. They would shave it. Uh, but Pharaoh's coming, or sorry, Joseph is coming into the presence of Pharaoh now. Uh, he has to look his best. Uh, he shaves. He puts on nice clothes, maybe given to him by the captain of the guard. Uh, we don't know. And then he comes into Pharaoh. Uh, Pharaoh tells him that he has a dream. There's no one who can interpret it. And again, Joseph gives all the glory, all the credit to God. It's not in me, uh, Joseph says, but God will give Pharaoh an answer. <sighs> Pharaoh tells Joseph his dream again, and Joseph says to him that the, the dreams are the same. Uh, it's the same dream that's been given to him twice, uh, that the seven good cows and the seven good heads are seven good years full of plenty in the land, but the seven thin and ugly cows and the seven thin and ugly heads of grain are seven years of famine, and that the famine will be so severe that none of the grain, none of the food from the good years will be left it will eat it all up and there and there will still be still be hunger uh and he says god has given it the dream to you twice to make it certain and sure that this will happen to confirm god's word and that's why he has the same dream twice then joseph goes a step further god not only give him the interpretation of dreams but also the wisdom to understand how to respond to it uh, this is not something that could be avoided it is going to happen so it ought to be something that we should prepare for uh, let pharaoh choose a man and uh, let him store up all the grain and all the food during the good years and collect one fifth uh, specifically and then the, you'll have plenty for the bad years Pharaoh immediately decides that's a great idea and who better than you, Joseph, who, have, who has been given such wisdom from God. So he appoints Pharaoh second in the land, answerable only to Pharaoh himself. He gives him his own ring. Uh, he gives him a chariot. Uh, he gives him uh, a wife or a wife from the, the daughter of the priest of On, Pat, Patiphera. Uh, is the priest of On, and Joseph's wife is Asenath, and he commands that everyone who sees Joseph should bow down before him as he's going through the streets. So he puts him highly exalted above all of Egypt, and Joseph goes out and faithfully does what uh, he is supposed to do, gathering the grain and all the food during the good years. And in fact, the Bible says us that Joseph gathered so much that even Joseph eventually lost count. He couldn't keep track of all the food that he was gathering in uh, because it was just too much. During this time, Joseph also has two sons. Uh, and the names of these sons are names that are very familiar to us from the 12 tribes of Israel, Manasseh and Ephraim. Manasseh means 
<clears throat> for God has made me forget all my toil. And Ephraim means God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. So both names are a testament to that patient endurance, wait on the Lord uh, that we talked about and that Joseph learned firsthand uh, that in his own time, uh, God will deliver us from our affliction, from our sorrow and from our trouble. Uh, the names of Manasseh and Ephraim are very well known to us because they are adopted as sons of Jacob. So when you talk about the 12 tribes of Israel, you don't hear the name Joseph. In place of the name Joseph, you hear the names of his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Uh, the two are adopted by Jacob as his own sons, and so they're numbered among the 12 tribes of Israel. And that's something we can get into more later uh, when the Israelites come back uh, from, from Egypt and dwell in the land of, of Canaan. Joseph waited on God. He trusted on God. God delivered him. First Peter 3 reminds us, It is better if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. And First Peter 2.20, For what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults you take it patiently, but when you do good and then suffer, if you take that patiently, that is commendable before God. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving for us an example. So if you suffer patiently what you deserve because of your sins, well, that's not any great credit to you. That's what you should do. But if you did good, that's what Peter is saying. If you did what was right and you still suffer for it, that is commendable before God. And of course, we see that in the life of Joseph. He always did what was right, and yet... Uh, over and over again, he suffered for it. Yet in his own time, God delivered him and raised him up. Again, Joseph is a figure of Christ. Uh, we see that many times in this account as well. Joseph, a picture of Christ. Uh, Joseph was numbered with the transgressors, even though he was innocent. Jesus also was numbered with the transgressors at his death. He died. He was on the cross with two thieves there. Um, all of Joseph's friends forsook him. In this account, we have the one, the, the chief butler, who should have remembered him and forsook him. All of Jesus' friends forsook him in the Garden of Eden, right? Forgot about him. Uh, Joseph suffered for a little while, and afterwards he was highly exalted. Uh, Joseph was in prison, but then uh, he was highly exalted after that suffering to second in command of all Egypt. This reminds us, of course, of Jesus, who suffered for a little while, Death on the cross, he suffered the punishment of our sins, and afterwards God highly exalted him. He was raised up to heaven, he ascended to heaven, and now sits on the right hand of the throne of God, just like Joseph sat on the right hand of the throne of Egypt. Uh, through his tribulation, Joseph was able to save his people, uh, and not, not just his people, but many others as well. And of course, through Jesus' death, he saved us as well. Do not return evil for evil, but patiently wait on the Lord. The Lord will deliver us in his time. He has delivered us through his son, Jesus Christ. Lord's blessings on your Sunday school lesson.